show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there at 7.07, seven minutes after 8 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Been quite a week on the Mark Aram Show. Again, the uh, GoFundMe uh, page is still up for the Wenzel family. Jerry is in town now. He's going to be here for the next couple of weeks. Um, John Heffern joins us in studio. I don't know if you heard this story. So last Sunday, this is an awful story to tell a comedian. I'm sorry to bring okay. it down. Um, this family from Wisconsin comes in to Atlanta for a girl's trip. Mom, four daughters. They go shopping, whatever. They're at the MARTA train stop down the street here, and they're waiting for the train. The mom's standing there, and some dude comes and pushes the mom into the tracks in front of a train. Without skipping a beat, her daughter jumps onto the train tracks to save her, pushes her out of the way, saves her life. No, but unfortunately, no. the daughter gets hit by the train, is still in ICU right now. The mom was injured but is okay. Awful story. Family, you know, just enjoying the city. So um, we we in Atlanta feel really bad about this. We talked to the father, Jerry Wenzel, mm-hmm. who's uh, who came down to Milwaukee, from Milwaukee today. He's going to be here for two weeks at least with his daughter, and we've raised over $65,000 on this GoFundMe page oh, wow. for the the medical bills. Jamie Bendel, owner right. of the Punchline, stepped forward with hotel rooms for uh, the family. Uh, so it's been it's been a, a crazy week here on the Mark Aram Show. What um, Did they catch the guy? Who, yes. Who... They caught him. They think he might have diminished mental uh, capabilities. He struck someone else that day uh, on the subway. So uh, it's just an awful story, and I, I just we just feel bad in Atlanta. Like people come to our our fair city, and then that happens. You know, it's just an awful story. Huh? But, but yeah, there you go. But you won't be talking about that at the punchline. I will tonight. not be bringing that up no. at all. I mean, yeah. it is a sad story, and and that's the thing about stand up comedy, or at least the type of stand up that I do, is sometimes um, you need to be a distraction. Correct. Like I'm not political when I'm on stage. I don't talk about anything. And people always like, what? You're a comic. You got to use your voice to cha- make change. Not this. This nasally voice isn't changing <laughs> anything. Yeah. You, you know, I'm okay with knowing you. You come to my show, and we're gonna we're gonna um, unplug for a second. That's that's we're, exactly. And it's a distraction. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna talk. We're not gonna get super political. We're not gonna uh, offend anybody because some people need that. <gasps> Take a breath, and then you go back into the world that's becoming more and more a uh, horrible place to be. That is exactly what find I try to do. O- seven to nine, is, is, I like because all day on this on this station is politics, politics, politics. It's a lot. You you have to. I mean, you 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 listen. Your sales department doesn't want me saying this, but <laughs> but you need a break every once in yeah. a while, or you get too. It's it's amazing how much. Uh, stuff can be figured out and negotiated and. And all that type of stuff in your own house. 
You know, like I have friends. Here, here, here's what we got to do with the world. We got to go over to Syria. Oh, oh really? You're going to tell me about Syria when your two kids are maniacs <laughs> running around the house? It, like, how about you You show me you can handle a 7-year-old yeah. and 11-year-old and maybe get their grade point average up to a B. Take care and of your business And then from first. there, I would like to hear about your views on, on, on the world. But I think that's why you're a, a very successful stand-up comedian because – you're not alienating any possible audience members. I'm too dumb. I'm, I'm, I'm too dumb politically. Let, let, like my political views, and it's weird. Um, like it, it seems now you're not allowed to have these views. I'm not. I, I'm anti-pick a side because yeah. if you pick a side, there's a lot of bad that comes with each side, and then you got to own that bad yeah. because you don't want to say you're on the wrong team. I'm okay with with pick. I'm okay with ordering a la carte. Exactly. Just like, and that's what I don't get. Just like what people do with the Bible, the a la carte, the Bible, what's yeah. right. And they're like, that's wrong. And I'm going to do this everything that's wrong. Yeah. But that thing, like, I do the same thing with politics. I'm, I'm the same way. So I, I'm allowed, I, I want to, and this is, I saw this meme. I want to be able to bring um, a concealed Glock to my good gay friend's wedding. Exactly. I can be both guys. Exactly. I can be both guys. You need to fill in on my show because uh, we're simpatico when it comes to stuff like that. That's uh, yeah. I, I just don't get how you could, you know. But that's it. That's what makes me not, you know, want to go on Facebook anymore. Yeah. Or or any, rough out or there. anything yeah. like Twitter. Like like. I post just fun, usually guys falling off of stuff or <laughs> um, and on Twitter, and it's amazing the backlash. I put the other day, like maybe a week ago, I tweeted. It was just a random tweet. It was just content. Mm -hmm. it's, it's one tweet out of billions. Sure. Right? I, I tweeted, hey, Lyft driver, uh, another way to pretend you're not eavesdropping is not to ask follow-up questions <laughs> to my private phone conversations, yeah. right? I got so much from that, from that. I, I didn't say Twitter's horrible. I, I mean, uh, Lyft's Lyft, horrible yeah. or Uber. I got so many backlashes from people going, you know, per per the United States of America, it is a free <laughs> blah blah blah, and the information you like all these you know yeah, the yeah. hacky. I know the law now. You know, you're just making uh, a, an observation. Yep. Yeah, you know, they're human beings. Why don't you get off your high horse? It, like like so, people were mad that I didn't think the Lyft driver should chime in to my conversation. Yeah. Right. Like I literally said the words. Well, I have to go see an attorney. At, you know, when I get home, that's what I said. Yeah, I'm talking on the phone. Yeah, I hang up. The guy goes, "What are you going to see an attorney for?" Wow. So uh, th there is a group of people that think that that was that sentence was okay. Acceptable. And and my thing was that's the difference between let's say a town car driver sure. and somebody who has a 4.6 driver gonna, rating. That's what I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So we so if you take Uber or Lyft, it's all about that rating, right? You your passengers rate you and you rate the driver. Yeah. Maybe there's pressure on the drivers to be like I I got to be sociable. I've got to make conversation. I mean, it was a faux pas. You don't you know, if you were asking like Would you but but like yeah, what I was but I never get in in tweet arguments with people. Yeah. It's just the way it's No, time. of course not. Yeah. But I equated it to yeah, if you're in a, t a town car and some people be like, "Oh, that's no. Any of the, those type of drivers don't talk like I mean, 
and now people are assuming that I was I was talking about private stuff, which I was, but yeah. I get the person's listening. Sure. So I code it. Yeah. But I'm also if you're in traffic for an hour, you can't just sit there yeah, exactly. and run if you're running business. But that'd be the same if you were with your, you know, girlfriend or, or somebody's with their partner and they're having a relationship talk at a restaurant and the waiter sits down and says, and hey. be like, I don't know. Do you guys really <laughs> honestly love each other from the core? Yeah. Or do you think like, you'd be like, why are you? It's a different story. If you're on the phone and be like, yeah, no, I'll, just... pick, I'll pick up the birthday cake. Yeah, I'll get chocolate. Okay, bye. And then he says, oh, whose birthday is it? Yeah, like, but there's a... something. Yeah, but you feel that out. But I, I was amazed just from that tweet, how many people, you know, Lyft drivers or whatever went after me for yeah. being elitist. Because I didn't think the guy sh- should talk to me. What, that being said, what did you give him as a rating as you left? I don't, uh, you know, I'm horrible at ratings. I had a guy that turned left onto oncoming traffic once. Yeah. And I still gave that guy a five because I figure you didn't, like, we didn't hit a car. I would have <laughs> given him a, I would have given him a two or three if rare. we would have had a, exactly. but he actually did some good evasive driving. Yeah. So I almost had to give him In a, the hundreds a, of Uber drives, uh, rides I've had, I think I've given one. Or two ratings that were sub five stars. Yeah, because you never see that person again. Not yeah. that you would if you do. One time, I just don't. Like, if I'm not into the person. And the only reason why I would not be into the person. Here, yeah. I'll give you my critiques. One time, I jumped in the back of the lady's car. And I don't know if her side business was washing and cutting hair of dogs. But that's what the, <laughs> oh, the back no. looked like. Right? That's bad, it yeah. was, there, And I was in Cleanliness a suit. Cleanliness is key. And there was so much uh. hair that I was like, I have to sit up front, but I was late. Um, I'm a big smell guy. If I get into the car and the driver's a smoker. And it stinks. And it stinks. Yeah. And then now I yeah. think then that, that or for some reason too, I, I've gotten, maybe there's a feature on Lyft to Uber that I don't know about where it's like um, they refuse to use air conditioning. And they have all the windows down. Really? Like, I get if it was 1970 yeah. and your dad didn't want to lose the Freon. You, you had to, you asked for them to turn it on at that point, right? I go, can you put up the yeah. window? But but I've had people say no. Really? And then also, here's my other randomness. Uh, okay, if you happen to be an Uber or Lyft driver, mm-hmm. this, this, I'm just saying this as this is, this is um, not criticism. It's feedback. Okay. Okay. Every once in a while, I know when you're looking for the person, you look at your phone and you're looking for the blue dot. Here's a little trick you can do every once in a while, especially if you know you're in the area. Yeah. Take your eyes off the phone and blue dot and get actual visuals of the street of the area around you yeah. with your eyeballs cuz I guarantee you you'll see somebody who looks lost and confused holding a phone. <laughs> and that's that's the guy. That's who you're picking up. I I was at uh an airport and he saw there there was this blind guy had, had seen eye dog. His phone was on um that ex- you know the phone was was telling him sure. everything. You know and he had it. He was obviously blind. Yes. The, he's trying to tell the Uber driver where he is, and we're all standing around him. And we asked him, "What color is the car?" What? what yeah, which was kind of a dumb because he doesn't know, but yeah. the app tells him, right? We yeah. go, "How can we help you?" We'll try to flag down, and you hear the Uber guy going, "I don't see where you're standing," right? And then the blind guy goes, "Look, you're gonna see me before I see you." <laughs> Are you looking for the blind guy with a dog and a cane? He goes, I don't know how I was cute. And the the Uber or Lyft guy was 
like, you know, there's like a million cars picking up people, right? It ended up being the car that was right in front of him. Oh, no. And the guy was so busy looking Looking at at his phone. phone, And then the lesson there is, who is truly blind? That that's a good point. Who John is Heffern truly blind? In studios at the Punchline tonight and tomorrow. Uh, tickets available online at punchline.com. I, I can remember one negative rating I gave an Uber driver. I was getting uh, a ride from my house to the the car uh, repair place. I was getting a new tires mm-hmm. put on or whatever, and the guy recognized me. He's like, "Oh, hey, Mark Aram. Oh, yeah, what's going on?" And in the in the six minute drive between my house and the tire place, he he criticized my talk show. He was, oh my God. he's like, I can't listen to your talk show, but like, and I'm like, really? Like <laughs> not even holding back. And I'm like, th- th- he was being, it wasn't constructive. He was like, you, you think you're funny and you're not funny. And, but, and I'm like, holy cow. So I gave him a, a poor rating, but I think he turned around and gave me a poor rating too. Cause I got dinged. Hang out a second. Yeah. All right. Punchline uh, tickets available online at punchline.com. Oh, when we come back, I want to talk about. Uh, the Little League World Series, and my fantasy football draft. So prepare for that, John. I was hoping we'd talk about you more when I was on. So that would be perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Hang tight Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Mark Aram Show on a Friday Eve. Comedian John Heffron's in studio. He's at the Punchline this weekend, tonight, and tomorrow. Tickets online, punchline.com. Big news here locally, John, is tomorrow at 3.30 p.m., and you can watch this on uh, Channel 2, the Little League World Series, the American Championship, uh, Peachtree City, Georgia, taking on Hawaii. Are you a, are you a big uh, baseball guy? Are you into the Little League World Series at all? Does it move your meter? Um, I watch when I haven't watched in a while. Yeah, uh, I watched a little bit yesterday. Okay, um, but no. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like like I watch anytime. I I think a friend of mine. I don't know how he does a joke where the uh, like the last little league, they're they're playing a team from Japan, yeah. And the third base coach was giving all these hand signals just in case the team from <laughs> Ohio happened to be bilingual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, you know, that's, you translate yeah. My buddy Eric always says that's that. funny. But, yeah, to me, that's I, a lot of pressure on those kids, though. And there was a yeah. kid yesterday. What was he? The the pitcher. Um, he was smiling the whole time. Yeah. Like he's laughing, he throws, he he walks the guy. He was like, whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. He, you know, you know as stressful as that situation is for them. Sure, right? they're in the little league world. They're used series. to playing in front of twelve people. How and- many of them then go to the dugout and are talking about Fortnite? A majority. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we as adults were watching this, going, "Oh my god, this we're is so, so stressful." They literally. Yeah. Go, but they're talking about and they're sitting there. They're like Fortnite and there's Susie in math class. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, to me, I'm I'm a huge baseball guy, and so I, I like most forms of baseball. But I, what I think draws in a bigger crowd that's not a baseball fan, it's kind of like the McRib, right? The McRib is is not the best sandwich in the world, but McDonald's is smart. It's only here for a limited time. The World Series, the Little League World Series, is only here for a limited time. It's like once a year. It's just here for a couple weeks, and you got to catch it. And I think that's why it captivates a lot of people. And now we have a lo- local rooting interest with uh, Peachtree City in the in the championship. And now I'm thinking about McRibs. <laughs> when was the last time you had a McRib? Three and a half years ago. I had one in high school. That was the last time? 19, 19 That was the last. So I've been a pescatarian for three and a half years. The last meat I had oh, okay. was a McRib. That's how you went out? I didn't plan on going out. I'll tell you the story when we come back. Okay. All right. News, weather, and traffic next. John Heffern in studio. This is the Mark Aram Show.
Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram at your beck and call till 9 in the p.m. John Heffron in studio. He's at the Punchline tonight and tomorrow. Tickets available online at punchline.com. Gave a little tease to you, John, and the listeners before uh, news, weather, and traffic there. Um, so three and a half years ago, I had a McRib. Okay. Because uh, I when I, I, it was a special. You know, when McRib comes out, you gotta I get have McRib. It. I love like McRib food. with a shamrock shake. Exactly. That's like <laughs> that's, the, that's something that's like combo. a Haley's comment. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't come around together all the time. Full solar eclipse. And, and you you kind of yeah. have to jump on it. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. So that that's the case. So I go home and eat it. And that night I'm watching uh, HBO Real Sports with uh, Bryant Gumbel. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. the show. And um, they did a segment called uh, Eat What You Kill. It's about this thing, Joel Rogan's on, oh, on yeah, board, yeah. that he only eats meat yeah. from animals that he shoots. Yeah. He travels around the world, uh, thing, but he's got the coin. He then has it butchered and then send to his, exactly. his big, yeah, but he does that. Yeah. So it's this, uh, it's interesting. I'm not a hunter, but I'm interested in this. And so I'm enjoying this piece on the HBO Real Sports. And in the middle of this piece, they cut to Slaughterhouse video. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go down that road. It's tough. I, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't looking for it. I loved meat. I loved bacon. I loved ke- everything. And I see this video three and a half years ago now, and I it stopped eating it. meat cold turkey right then. Yeah. It was that jarring. So I didn't plan on, the answer your question, I didn't plan on the what r- about McRib meat? being my last. Um, you know, if you went to like a, a farm to table type yes. place where it's not that way. Correct. I, I was on a TV show on the History Channel where we had to, it was around Thanksgiving time, we had to go kill a turkey. Okay. But we, we couldn't, we didn't shoot it with an air, we had to catch it with our hands. Oh, wow. You had to chase it. Those are And then you had to, too. and then you did this move where you had to then kill it. Yeah. And then you, you know, stuff like that. Um, what if could you would you eat meat if it was that way? Yes. So there are a couple exceptions. So I, I stopped cold I turkey. I mean, McRib. Listen, we, we, we know <laughs> exactly. we like that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so in the video, there was no turkey that I saw killed. So I said, all right, I'll eat turkey on occasion. Mostly seafood is is what I eat. Um, there there was a thing about chickens. I didn't see them get killed, but I saw the cages. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Depending. So I, so I stopped eating chicken until I got a Chick Fil A black card. From Chick Fil A, which entitled me to a free Chick Fil A meal every day, all year. What? How do you get? Because I'm a, a local man. Luminary. If you get that, and what's that ice cream one? Not Gardella's. Gar. Gar oh, they don't have Ghirardelli. Yeah, they, they have another card. Yeah, there's a couple. Man, imagine if you had like an Amex black card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one you just said, yeah. and then the ice cream one. You could probably. I'd be dead. Let's be. Yeah, you can get any girl you want. Exactly. Let's just say. Well, the Chick-fil-A black card did get me quite a few women. Yeah. But so I was like, financially, I have to start eating chicken again because I get free chicken every day. It's a survival thing. I mean, everybody's rules change when it comes down to survival. So I started eating chicken. Um, I don't eat it that much, but I do eat it. Um, But I will eat, um, like I was in Japan, and I had to have the uh, Wagyu beef steak. Humanely killed, grass-fed, like they treat it like princes. And I'm like, well, I'm here in yeah. Japan. I'm gonna have the greatest steak in the world. So I had, so I do make exceptions. Kosher meats, that's you humanely hunt? killed. I do not hunt. No, yeah, against it for it. Like, would you do? I've been hunting. No, but could you do like what Rogan does and go? Would you go out? And I mean, no. storing all that stuff is like you got to have a little like if. 
you kill a black bear and then yeah. you eat black bear for a thing where I, I don't have enough for my otter pops, <laughs> my, my tater tots and my exactly. bagel bites in my, in my freezer. Exactly. I'm not going to have room for, I always for thought, a black bear. So I went, when I was in high school, I went, this is a, a true story, I went beaver hunting. Okay. We were in the woods in Connecticut. There was a swamp, and I went looking. Hold on for a second. Why some people giggle and back <laughs> exactly. to adultness. Okay. So we're actually hunting beaver, and I, I had a pistol. It was weird. I was like, I'm not really this kind of guy. I didn't wind up killing anything. I was like, yeah, all right, hunting's not for me. Back to Japan, um, they have these these deer at this uh, Hindu temple or Buddhist temple that uh, they just roam freely on the grounds. There's right. hundreds of them, and they come up to you, they bow, and then you feed them. Like they sell you these like little rich crackers and these deer, you pet them. And I'm like, well, I could now this caps it. I could never go shooting a deer. I mean, they literally bow and it was crazy. So no, I'm not, I'm not a hunter. I would switch and not eat, eat meat. Like, um, but I would, I'm such a picky eater. Yeah. I, I don't know what my alternatives would be. It hasn't been difficult at all. The but only- I hate try food phobia is where I won't try new, th- like I would just, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, people, if there's any dietitian, like, I hate just, but I'm afraid to try just about anything. So, well, that's not good. You can't live life. I like baby that. spinach with, with croutons and balsamic. How, how long could I last just on that <laughs> if I sprinkle <laughs> fake bacon bits on top? That sounds like, like how long would I last for? Like, probably I would get no nutrition out of that, yeah. or could I live on scurvy. that? You'd get scurvy, I think. Eventually. What is scurvy? A lack of vitamin C. But what if I eat um, an orange? No, gummies, because I'm an adult, so <laughs> everything I take now is in gummy form. My ex used to get fiber gummies, which yeah, I thought we're was just hilarious. we're we're, I mean, we're grown adults, <laughs> and now we need our men's plus fifty in gummies. Exactly. What your grand your grandpa would be, be be very not proud of you. The only thing I've I've craved in the three and a half years consistently is sloppy joes. Like I, what about? Don't they have all the meat alternatives? I tried making them. It, it, I tried making it with meat alternatives. I tried making it with ground turkey. It's not the same. You got to have that fatty ground beef. Huh. Sloppy well, Joe's turkey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, John Heffron in studio. He's at the punchline tonight and tomorrow. All right, real quick. Tomorrow, big day for me. I got my fantasy football auction. Not even a draft. Do you? Are you a fantasy football guy at all? I don't understand it. It seems really confusing. And nobody will hold my hand through the process. So, Don't get started. So no. Don't get I started. I did a thing once where you just picked the teams. It was like uh, pick five. Sure, sure. So you pick the teams the plus minus a thing. So you're not you're not doing. And then one year I just guessed every year, and I almost won it just strictly by like flipping a coin. Yeah, the, I didn't think you did. And this is what I wanted to talk about with you as a stand up comedian. I bet because you're always on the road, you're traveling, you're writing, you're working new material t- into a new town, whatever. You don't have a chance to participate in normal activities that no. a normal person does. For example, fantasy football or like a rec softball league. Nothing. Right? You can't do any of that. Nor- like you're not on a bowling team or a dart team or you can't get that <sighs> normal stuff because you're always traveling. No. I do my show and then I, I go back to my hotel room uh, lonely and listen to Sade. <laughs> That's it. That's my <laughs> thing. No, you, unless you have – I mean there are some guys that figure out a Monday-Tuesday thing. Oh, yeah. But there's really – you know, I feel I feel sorry for you. There's not a league. There's definitely not a league. You can do solo stuff. Yeah. You know, when you're in town, you go go maybe box or go whatever. But there's not. So you're no. back. If you're back in L.A. on a Monday and Tuesday, what what are you doing then? Um, you usually spend the day. At least I do running and, and doing chores because your turn. Catching my up. turnaround is I fly in on a Monday, then leave on a Wednesday. Yeah. 
So it's a lot of thing, dry cleaner, bank, deal, you know, deal with animals, take them to the vet, and then you, you fly off yeah. again. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, tough, it's a tough existence, man, but uh, you're all killing right, so listen, it. Listen, it's, it's all it. I know. I'm, I'm like um, Kung Fu. After, after I leave here on <laughs> Sunday, I have my knapsack on a stick, just and, I just, and I just start walking to the next city that needs some laughs. Very personable question now. Yeah. Very personal. How many sky miles do you have? I fly American because okay. I'm embedded with them just because sure. I think um, I probably have millions. Wow. Millions. That's great, though. Are you yeah. diamond level or whatever? They, they yeah. Um, yeah, they keep adding levels, though. <laughs> they keep like so whenever you're like maxed out, yeah. they keep adding new. Like yeah, yeah. they're always trying to get separate people and get sure. more richer people in front of you. And yeah. that's that's the B- biggest benefit because I'm a Delta guy. So I don't I don't know about the, the flight plan there. Biggest benefit is that seat upgrades or, or you get a lot of first class upgrades. That's but awesome. I have so many miles banked where. If I decide to Jason Bourne it, and I, I'm getting closer and closer to doing this, if I decide to Jason Bourne it and just disappear for a while, that's awesome. I'll be able to disappear for a while, fly all around the world, and nobody will be able to find me. Good for you. Which sounds very appealing. Go see John tonight at the Punchline yes. or tomorrow. Put a smile on your face. Punchline.com. Where can we find you on social media and all that good stuff? You know what? Why don't you go to johnheffern.com or any place that you stream any type of comedy if you type in John Heffern have a new album up there and a bunch of other stuff so you could do that uh you know facebook.com slash john heffern i got some cool stuff i personally just to pat myself i'm sponsoring uh elementary schools you know how they have the scholastic book orders yeah absolutely well they have a little thing for like kids can pick a book for a buck so i've sponsored a bunch of schools where the every kid gets to just pick one book and get it sent to his place that's like awesome. two hundred some bucks. I've I've banged out like four or five. And I'm trying you. to figure a way to do more. Just you know, all right. Because some kids just don't get books. You John know, Heffern. it's about com. me. I'm about the youth. I love you on Instagram, by the way. I think yeah, that's very... um like comedian John Heffern. Yeah, yeah. hit me up on Instagram. My Instagram numbers are horrible. There you go. And that's all people care about. <laughs> they don't care if you're funny. They don't care anymore. They do a good job. They just you just want Instagram they, they followers. Want your followers. Always good to see you, brother. Thanks, man. Hang tight. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Thanks to comedian John Heffron. He is at the Punchline tonight and tomorrow. I think he holds the record for most appearances on the Mark Aram Show ever. I think think that was like his seventh appearance. He's hilarious. Good dude. Solid dude. Uh, Go out and and check him out if you can at the Punchline. And uh, thanks again for Jamie uh, Bendel, the owner of the Punchline, stepping up for the the Wenzel family. Again, the... uh, GoFundMe page, still active, up on WSBRadio.com. Uh, just a horrible story. We're going to continue to follow the situation. He's got uh, Jerry Wenzel has, has a hotel room booked for two weeks, but he might need more help after that if they have to stay longer uh, as he uh, cares for his uh, wife and daughter. So um, I'll keep you updated on the situation there um, as it develops. Anyway, um, i gotta, I got to go prepare for my fantasy football draft. So... That being said, um, we can uh, continue the conversation throughout the weekend on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M, Facebook Mark Aram WSB. we got a big week of shows in store for you next week. Uh, little Sanjay will be back with us, Johnny Kibasa with a Fast Food Review, Millennial Match Game, this or that. We're going to have a great time. Uh, and thanks again for listening every night, 7 to 9 here on WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby.
Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. 